On today's episode, we'll continue our cannabis journey and find out how this drug became vilified and criminalized and how we ended up with a fight for cannabis as medicine. We'll start off in 1980. If you want to find out a little bit more about the history prior to that, listen to episode three. Welcome to the Kushners. So we're starting off in 1980, uh, and this would be called the Reagan era, the era of Reaganomics. If you haven't watched Jay-Z's War on Drugs, From Prohibition to Gold Rush, go on YouTube and go check it out. It's a really great illustration about the War on Drugs and how it impacted the Black community because of biased law enforcement and this criminalization of cannabis and other drugs. So with the presidency of Ronald Reagan, we have the start of a long, long period of skyrocketing rates of incarceration, mostly because of this drug war. Um, We get the Just Say No campaign. I'm sure anyone who is uh, my age will remember that. And we had to sign those contracts. And Nancy Reagan probably came to your school to talk about the anti-drug campaign. We also see a lot of political hysteria about drugs. And this era led the way to the number one problem right now with cannabis is that there are so many people who are imprisoned and the prison population and the statistics of those who have been imprisoned is primarily the Hispanic, African-American, and these marginalized communities who were basically being targeted through this war on drugs. So by the time George W. Bush enters office, the drug war is running out of steam, but he still finds money to continue funding these campaigns. And while there's not a lot of change as far as the accessibility of cannabis or many of these medical marijuana programs, there is an increase in this paramilitary style of SWAT raids that are happening in homes for nonviolent drug offenses. And we're creating this, these, uh, this criminalization on this drug that if we go back, we've seen it's mostly related to money, economics, and, you know, these communities that they're targeting. In 1992, Dr. Raphael Michelon announced the discovery of another cannabinoid, but this one is produced inside of our bodies. The distinction is critical because before this, we were trying to figure out why does this plant speak to our body? And now it makes sense because our body also produces cannabinoids. So we find through his research that our body has a natural cannabinoid system. It's called the endocannabinoid system, and it plays an important role in regulating our health, our mood, and many other parts of our body. And since the initial you know, recognition of this endocannabinoid system, it's opened up a, a huge uh, way for research and finding out how cannabis really plays a part in the different areas of our body. In 1996, California becomes the first state to date to create a medical marijuana law. And this uh, kind of starts the this medical cannabis movement again, uh, because now that California has made it legal for medical marijuana, then other states are now trying to also petition to have medical marijuana laws as well. Now, the thing about this cannabis journey is that it's so slow. Now we're going into 2002. 
Patients and patient advocates petition the DEA to reschedule cannabis to a Schedule 3 or 4 or even 5, but this was ultimately rejected in 2011. Not that long ago, guys. In 2010, Oregon reclassifies cannabis at their state level and makes it a Schedule 2 drug. Colorado voters passed an amendment in 2012 that allows adults over age 21 to grow and possess marijuana for recreational purposes. And then Washington voters go ahead and pass another initiative that makes small amounts of recreational marijuana legal for their adults over 21. So we're, we're seeing kind of like a little ripple effect, but it's very, very slow moving. Now, the big game changer here is in that 2014, the federal farm bill passes. This is also known as the Agricultural Act of 2014. This act allows hemp, as defined as containing 0.3% THC or less. Now, THC is the psychoactive component of cannabis. So if it has 0.3 THC or less, this opens the door for industrial hemp entrepreneurs to start selling hemp-derived CBD. At the time of this recording, 34 states and the District of Columbia currently have passed laws legalizing marijuana in some form. The District of Columbia and 11 states, which include Alaska, California, Colorado, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington have adopted the most expansive laws legalizing marijuana for recreational use. However, the race-mongering and racist sentiments about cannabis still remain, and according to a 2013 ACLU report, which examined marijuana possession arrests by state and county from 2001 to 2010, blacks were 3.73 times more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession than whites, despite the similar rates of usage. In Iowa and Minnesota, the states with the greatest disparities, blacks were about eight times more likely to be arrested than whites. We find that in virtually every county in the country, police have wasted taxpayer money enforcing marijuana laws in a racially biased manner, said Ezekiel Edwards, the director of the ACLU's Criminal Law Reform Project and the lead author of the report that I referenced above. So one of the important things to think about when we think about cannabis laws is that if we have laws in place and we legalize cannabis, it doesn't necessarily mean that there are no laws around it. We would still have laws such as now, if you are a medical cannabis patient, you would have to be 21 years of older, or you would, um, I think it's 18 with uh, a medical cannabis card and then recreationally 21 years and older in the state of California. But having the ability to regulate cannabis is going to help with quality control, is going to help with proper labeling and testing, potency regulation, so that you're not getting, you know, dosages of cannabis if you get edibles and things like that, tinctures that would be giving you extreme side effects, because you can have different reactions and effects from cannabis. You know, one of the things we hear that's so common is that people get edibles, tinctures, or even certain strains of marijuana that are very high in potency and they're, you know, new users or consumers and they're not responding well to these high dosages because whatever they were trying to treat can actually be exacerbated by using these high dose uh, cannabis preparations. Everyone has a story of someone they know or of themselves who has overindulged with too much cannabis and then has had these crazy reactions where, you know, they're paranoid or they can't move or whatever it is. And while there aren't any, um, you know, you can't overdose on cannabis, you surely can have extreme reactions that are uncomfortable. 
So allowing for laws and regulations helps us to improve the quality of the cannabis that we receive and basically allows us to control more of, you know, what we're consuming from, you know, seed and farm to table or, you know, our hands or what we're uh, inhaling. So it's really important to have laws regardless of, you know, whether we are able to get it off the schedule one, um, which is really what we're hoping for. Uh, a lot of people have said, let's deschedule completely. Some people are for rescheduling. It's very important that regardless of which direction we go, that there are some laws in place to help us as the consumers stay safe and other patients out there as well. Started off 10,000 years ago in episode three, right? And now we're in 2019. And the best that I can recommend is stay connected. Go to your, uh, you know, follow your local government. Find out what the laws are for uh, marijuana in your state. You know, what are the medical marijuana laws? Are there recreational laws? You know, it's all state specific. A great website to follow is normal, N O R M L dot. Org, and it's a great organization that is federal and also state specific laws. So you can find your state and follow along and kind of see, you know, how you can get involved and make an impact in advocating for cannabis as medicine in your state. So I will be back next week for another episode, but until then, you are welcome to visit our website at thekushnurse.com for more resources and more insight about this episode and any of the other episodes here on the Kushner's podcast.